Welcome to Real Estate Business Builders. I'm your host, Lars Hedenborg, the founder of Real Estate B-School. Bottom line, the real estate industry has failed to create a clear path to financial freedom. Traditional brokerages and coaching are designed to keep you running on the transaction treadmill with no exit strategy. While I didn't have any sales, marketing, or business building experience when I got into real estate, I was willing to bet on myself and figure it out because my family was depending on me. Having served over 5,000 families with their real estate needs, I've made every mistake you could possibly make in this business. Through Real Estate B-School, I've helped hundreds of agents and team leaders realize their goal of true time and money freedom and living a life without regrets. If you know there's another level of growth inside of you and you want to learn how to build a highly lucrative lifestyle business, then you're in the right place. You won't find any fluff or hype here on this show, just real world tools, systems, and strategies that work. Let's grow together. What's up, real estate business builders? Uh, Lars Hedenborg, founder of Real Estate B-School here, as you know, and uh, we've got a good episode today. I've got Tyler and Garrett here on the show, and uh, these guys run a business called Business by Relationships, and uh, uh, it's going to be a fun conversation. You know, we're sitting, as we record this, we may have, uh, man, I'm I'm going to say it's going to be more than a shift, right? I, I think we've got a multi-year cleansing of a lot of stuff that that a lot of bad decisions that I think have been made uh, that mm-hmm. have put us in a position and decades politics aside decades of stuff which I think is coming to a head so um but the cool thing is is you have shown up here at this moment to listen to these two guys talk about uh mindset as it relates to well my, mindset's one of them but um uh, three things you really need to do if you're gonna you know ma- not only make it through this shift, um, but to dominate during the shift. And so guys, I'm going to give you a minute or so, just kind of give your quick intro and then we'll get into this conversation. And, uh, we've, we've spent a little bit of time teeing up this conversation. So I know what we're going to talk about. It's going to be awesome. Um, but maybe, maybe Garrett, you start off with a quick intro and, we'll, and then Tyler, you, uh, give your bit and then we'll get into it. Yeah. I'm going to introduce Tyler. Cause I know he's not, he's not going to say nice things about himself uh, the way he should. So I don't know what that means. Uh, so Tyler uh, and I were friends from high school, played high school baseball together. And uh, um, that's how we know each other. Tyler is married to his wonderful wife, Chelsea. They've got three little kids, two twin boys, and his daughter just turned two actually today uh, as, uh, as we're recording. And he uh, played at UVA baseball and then went on to play professionally for 10 years, uh, seven years for the Baltimore, Orioles three years in South Korea and uh, had a great career and is one of the few people that ever made it into the majors, let alone that long. So uh, mm. great guy, incredible mindset, incredible experience. Mm. There you go. See, now you guys wow. say something nice about me. Oh, you want to see nice about Garrett? This is great <laughs> role play. Just, yeah. Garrett's a guy. This That's all the, you need to know. It's just a Lars, guy. This is the only <laughs> time that Garrett says nice things about me is when he introduces <laughs> me to other people. So um, I'm glad that we got to do that. Thanks for setting that up today. Um, yeah, Garrett and I have known each other for, gosh, we were talking, it's going on 20 years now at this point, which is wild. Um, Garrett is married to his wife, Rachel. Uh, they have three kids as well. We've lived life together. Life brought us back together 10 years after high 
high school and we're in so much alignment with caring about people that that's how we've gotten into really uh, business together. Garrett's built a really successful real estate business in Newport News, Virginia, which is the coast, like Southeast part of Virginia, um, where he has a really small team, he's done 100% of his business um, by relationships from day one, building and qualifying a database. Um, and really, that's um, what we want to talk about today and what has brought us together so much about relationships, so much about caring for people and being very intentional every step of the way. He did it in a very practical way, built an extremely successful business and now has stepped out of actively selling, which is also something that maybe we'll dive into a little bit today. But um, best business guy I know um, and my best buddy. So we're excited to be here. Man, that's awesome. And talk about a, a time where we all need to slow down a little bit and just care for people, you know, and stop. And this is me preaching to me, stop being so selfish, you know, and realize that everyone, you know, I had a conversation with two, one of my best buddies, but one of my top 10. So this other guy was one of my top 10 best buddies. We were having a conversation for two hours. And in the last minute, I said, how's the wife? Hmm. And it wasn't good, right? Mm -hmm. But this is like after two hours and we're super close, you know, mm -hmm. and I know he's going through a challenging time. And um, so just coming into even, even any interaction, let alone creating a business around, like, how do you take the, you know, and systemize caring essentially. So yeah, um, I, I love it. I love what you guys stand for. Yeah, so let's get into this conversation. You know, um, there's going to be folks that really figure out what's required to step into you know, 12, 24, 36 challenging months here in, in real estate. And there are going to be folks that don't, don't figure it out and will either struggle or most likely, you know, leave the business. So we, we sort of talked about three things, you know, the first being, you know, structures, systems, and rhythms. So let's unpack that, you know, and, uh, you know, why is that the first thing that came to mind when we talked about like what it's going to take to crush the shift? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Go ahead, T. Yeah, I was just I'll jump in to start just because given my background and where that comes from, I mean, playing baseball for forever, um, I would learn very, very quickly when you're competing at a high level against some of the most talented people in the world, you have to take the things that are outside of your control or take the things that are within your control and nail them hammer them down, isolate them, refine them, and be elite at them. When you get to a point where we're heading into to relate it to the market now where things are maybe getting more challenging, um, cultivating business is becoming more difficult, uh, the mindset going into that is I have to find the things that are within my control, how I'm spending my time, how I'm scheduling, where I am, um, what are my priorities, my priorities, and and executing those at a high level, control the controllables and be brilliant in the basics are two really high mantras um, that we have to, to get great at as we go into this time. Sorry to cut you off, G. No, no, I think that's good. I mean, I think <clears throat> everything Tyler said, you know, I remember, I believe it was Zig Ziglar who said you might be on the right track, but if you're not moving, you'll get run over. You know, there, there's so much of agents and Tyler's talked about this too. Like the past few years have just been hit press play and it works. We're moving into a, a market, into a season where, where it should be, quite honestly, where it should be, where it's mm -hmm. about the development of yourself. It's about, like Tyler said, it's about being brilliant in the basics, controlling the controllables. You know, I was coaching uh, one of my clients today and saying, look, man, you, the, here's the challenge. You, you, it's him and his director of ops. You guys are amazing, but you're not in the right lane. And even when you get in the right lane, you don't stay there. And so the mindset of just like, well, we've been running around like chickens with our heads cut off the past two years, whatever. And we've just done that to survive. We got to stop doing that. We got to get intentional 
And that's how we're going to survive. That's how we're going to grow in a market shift because some people won't be able to do that. And unfortunately, they won't survive in this industry. Maybe they'll stay, but they'll burn out or they'll be no good. And I don't want that for anybody. I know you don't either, Lars. Certainly mm -hmm. Tyler doesn't. So mm -hmm. I just think that we've got to understand with wide, eyes wide open, moving into this different market, what do we need to do to prepare ourselves? And I think that's mm -hmm. why it's so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's let's get real tactical here for, for yep. folks that are listening. So um, I know what I would recommend, but what, what are we talking about here? We're we talking about like time blocking, you know, money-making activities, getting administrative support and getting the admin tasks. Like let's really lay out these structures and rhythms and systems specifically so people can walk away with some good stuff. Now I'm the referral guy. So of course I'm going to say you got to focus on mm -hmm. relationships, right? But I do think, and you talked about it earlier, Lars, I mean, this, this is just, it's human nature. When things get tough around us, when we get scared, when we get worried, what do we do? We don't expand our circle. We tighten it and we are scared and we only look to people we trust, right? And so this is the season more than ever where you got to be in that circle, right? Or you're just not going to have the business because what are they going to do? They're going to go around and they're going to say, I need an agent. Right. And they're going to ask their friends because they just need someone they can trust. It's not anymore about who's the fastest to pick up the phone, who can show me eight houses today, who's going to write me 100 offers. It's about can I trust you to have what's best for me in mind? And so I believe the first place to start is to stop, reset your mindset, right? We've developed a lot of bad habits. So tactically speaking, Lars, what I'm helping my coaching clients through, for example, is the first thing we're doing is we're looking through their calendar right? And it's chaos. So, okay, how do we get more white space in your calendar? Let's bunch this here. Let's put that here, right? Whatever that looks like, let's start there. Then once we've gotten that figured out, okay, whatever, if you're an individual agent, it's a little bit different, but if you've got a team, do you have the right people on the bus? And if you don't, do we need to add people? And if you do, do we need to put them in the right seat, right? Let's get a reset here. That's what I keep telling everyone. We're resetting to a standard, more normal market. Then once we got the right people, okay, now we need to get into what's your legion system that you will execute consistently because your business has been fine without you being consistent these past few years. It's not mm -hmm. going to be that way anymore. Mm -hmm. What will you do consistently? And then we just kind of build it out from there. Mm -hmm. How about you, Tyler? Given your, um, I'll, I'll sprinkle my two cents in, but given your background and as a professional athlete, what, what's your take on systems and structure and that sort of thing? Yeah, well, I think I mean, everybody's going to have different things that that they do really, really well. Knowing what those are and what your motivations are, like G was just talking about, is is step one. But the feedback that we've gotten for the last 18, 24 months has just been good all around. So mm -hmm. we have, if we haven't been consistent in the things that we're aiming to do, those systems that we have, whether it be time blocking, how we're spending our money, how we're cultivating leads, we don't know if it worked or not. So I really think the first step is just to identify with clarity and honest accountability. Did I do these things consistently so that I can I have the right data to know how to build my business going into a, a situation where it's tough or was it buckshot and I threw some stuff against the wall and it stuck either way. So, um, you know, given my background, my structures were everything. Um, I wasn't a guy that could just show up and succeed at the highest level every single day. I had to do the same things every day so that I had enough data points to know how to how to evolve. What does that mean? So when I was working on a week to week basis in between the times that I was starting, I was a starting pitcher. I had certain routines that I did every single day, every single day, the day that I pitched, the day after that I pitched, the second day after I, I did the same 
things so that I could recognize I would have enough data to be able to collect and say, this isn't working. I need to maybe scale back a little bit in this area because, you know, I'm more fatigued or I, I didn't have, you know, this pitch didn't show up that day. I don't want to try to dive too much into the, the minutia of baseball, but I, I was so consistent in my structures that I had enough data to be able to modify and adapt and move forward. So before getting into the, the weeds of things, that is critical component step one. So I don't even want to go beyond that. And I want to hear what you got to say, Lars, too. So. Yeah, I mean, you guys have probably read the book um, "Atomic Habits" by James Clear, mm-hmm. and there, there's a quote. There's a quote in that book that I, I probably have repeated it a thousand times on on different trainings. Um, it's, I think it's something like this: we we don't rise to the level of our goals; we fall to the level of our systems. Mm-hmm. You know, and and if so, I think it piques the interest of agents when you use the term systems but I don't think they actually know what it means for the most part. And I don't say that in a, in a bad way. It's just Mm -hmm. the industry is set up, you know, to not really encourage or allow or give a straight path for, you know, a single agent to sell 30, 40, 50, hundred, 200 homes, Mm -hmm. you know, because it requires, you know, piecing systems together and building systems, but just for everyone out there, I mean, a system is anything you need to do on a, on a, on a repeating basis. And there's just so many things like, I mean, you guys have built out and I'll let you guys talk more about it um, later, but, you know, even just a touch system for your database. The reason that that stuff doesn't happen is that agents never take the time to build out this system, right? right. And then they don't understand that their database, the people that they know, even if it's small now, you build it over time, it's a seven figure pillar. You know, it has the ability to be, you know, I I, uh, I have a call after this with the guy that I coached back when he was just a solo agent, him and his wife and an administrator. Last year, they sold 777 homes the nice. touch program we put in place, it's the same exact thing yep. that we put in place years prior and over 50% of their business, which he, uh, it was like $3.5 million came from a, I think his was like 38 touches over the course of a year. So mm-hmm. that's just a good example. And you, and you guys do it done for you. I'll let you talk about it later, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I could talk about this stuff all all, all day long. Um, <laughs> this is sort of my jam, but let's move on to number two. You guys talked about sure. you know anchors, and you know when things don't go your way, which there there's going to be times, even if you sort of make it through and crush this shift, that uh, there's going to be hard days. You will lose at times, but let's talk about anchors and how you guys define that and how it's going to help uh, folks uh, crush the shift here. Go ahead, T. Yeah, jumping in. So there's, it's kind of two different ways to two different buckets, I guess, of anchors that we look at. But most importantly, when you're when you're looking at your life, having a really clean mirror and identifying what motivates you and what your priorities every single day. That's what we mean by anchors. The images are the anchor and anchor is something that sets in and it's supposed to stabilize you. If you imagine a boat anchors down at the bottom of the ocean, the boat's swaying back and forth as it's getting offline, but it always ultimately comes back to the one spot where the anchor's holding it in, right? There's a little bit of room in there, but that thing is not moving. Things like that, to use me personally, are are things like my faith, my family, um, and my church community. Those are the those are the the anchors that stabilize me everywhere that I go, no matter how crazy business gets, life gets, have a bad interaction with a customer or a client, or just a bad day in general. Those are anchors that 
they ground me, they motivate me. And that's, that's who I am. I know who I am in Christ. I know who I am as a husband and a father. And, and that gives me a basis to always come back to it's consistent, it's authentic, and it's genuine. And it makes it easy to have bad days from a worldly perspective, to be rooted back into something that you know, is never, ever going to change. And that identity isn't going to change. So that's, that's the first component is knowing who you are, what motivates you and and why you want to be there to take that into a tactical or a practical standpoint. So if those are the things, I think it's not novel for us to know that if you look at somebody's calendar, you look at their schedule and what it's filled up with is what they really value the most. So if you're telling me that your faith and your family are the most important things in your life, but your calendar is filled up with a bunch of time spent chasing leads or chasing business or, and, and not identifying those you know, the anchors that I'm talking about first and foremost, then then you're not in alignment. Then then you're living kind of two different lives. You're trying to be somebody that you're not. And that's going to be really difficult to succeed at either of them because when you're pretending to be something that you're not, people are confused. Your family's confused because you're telling them one thing and you're not doing what you say. And then your business is confused because you're building it based on these anchors who you are, or you should be at least, you should be building your business on your anchors. And, and then you're not following through on that. And you're kind of playing this middle ground medium game. So knowing who you are, having a clean mirror, identifying those anchors, baking that into your calendar by saying, for me, to use me practically for an example, my wife and I have certain mornings throughout the week. We spend that time together. We don't compromise it. We don't set any meetings. We don't let the kids come out of their room before that time is over with. <laughs> we have a date night twice a month that we don't compromise. No matter what, we set it on the calendar months in advance. We do that. And we have time with our church family that we set months in advance so that we know, or a month in advance at a minimum, so that we know it's not moving. So again, it's not an earth shattering idea, but the first part of it, which we alluded to um, in the in the first part of the conversation, is just having clarity in what those are. It's It sounds simple, but as we move forward into this, you know, a little bit more of chaos, we have to have that clean mirror, identify what our anchors are, and then build out around there. Yeah, Garrett, I want to I get your take on it here in a second, but we just had a call today, um, our production mastermind call, I had someone come in and, and talk about, you know, this hustle culture and, um, and it's really prevalent in the real estate industry, but a question was asked and it kind of brings up something that you just said, Tyler, um, you know, how do you know if your, um, the level of effort you're putting into your business is in alignment with, you know, a, a diligent, you know, a, a scriptural, you know, in, mm -hmm. in this case, I mean, we're, we're, we're believers, um, but it's, it, it applies to everybody, but how do you know it's like a, a, a good enough amount? And the comment was, there were two things that came out of the conversation. It was, you know, what's, what's motivating the, the behavior and the hours that you're putting in, you know, is it faith or fear? I mean, cause it's, it's great to work, you know, probably have to work 50, 55 hard focused hours a week to succeed in this next coming shift. But is it a, a faithful, you know, sort of like you, you trust that your efforts going to be, be rewarded and you're putting it in the right things and you're not distracted versus like, I, I worked for many years out of a total fear mode. I didn't know it at the time, but I was driven towards achievement because of this, you know, jacked up childhood. And I, I didn't, you know, I didn't have any of my stuff together coming out of my childhood and even into my young adult life. But um, so faith and fear. And the other thing that came up was that the, the level of investment you're putting into your business, looking at your relationships, you know, whether you're avoiding them or they're not being cultivated or cared for properly, that's the other indicator that you're probably too 
heavy in into the grind, you know, hashtag rise and grind and, mm-hmm. you know, wearing your hours work per week as a badge of honor. But um, mm-hmm. Garrett, what, what do you have to add on the um, the anchors conversation? Yeah, what I'd say, I mean, I, that's a phenomenal question that that person asks, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I know the right answer to that. You know, we're all going to try to figure that out. Yeah, I mean, I and the only thing I'd add, Lars, is, uh, you know, I've just gotten to the point where I just ask the people around me, specifically my wife, like, am I working too much? Mm-hmm. You know, like, because I'm driven by achievement, not mm-hmm. because, you know, as a follower of Jesus, like, that's not my identity, but it's fun and I enjoy it, right? We're entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm, I, you know, if I... Uh, were single and now I love having kids. I love being married, but if I were single and I, I would probably just work all the time because it's fun. I enjoy it. So I'm able to ask my wife, is it too much? And sometimes she say, no, I think you've done good. Sometimes she'll say, uh, you know, you've been around, but you're not really here. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, okay, I really need to, to gain some clarity there. Right. So just asking is really helpful, but you know, from an anchor perspective, I mean, I think Tyler nailed it, but um, especially as believers, like we know that our identity is founded in Christ. And so it, whether I, whether I get that listing or don't, doesn't change my identity, doesn't change who I am. But two things that I would say that have been really helpful for me uh, is number one is gratitude, right? I think that we tend to fall further than we should when we forget what we should be thankful for, right? And uh, many people know who follow our show uh, that my mom, so as of the recording of this, my mom passed away like 50 five days ago. Um, and it's been really hard, quite honestly. It's been terribly hard. Lots of good days, lots of really hard moments. But when I stop and I dwell on how hard it is and the fact that there's no new memories and those things, that's when it gets really hard. And when I start to kind of fall off the side, when I catch those moments and I think about the 35 years I had with an incredible woman and all the memories my kids got to have with her, then I am grateful despite the loss. I'm joyful and grieving at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I think we just got to have proper perspective. I mean, that's so important, right? So I think that's huge, uh, Lars, for us to, to really have gratitude and have proper perspective uh, for our anchor points. And like Tyler said, everything in life is a system. It just is. Now, we don't like that word. Like you said, Mm -hmm. Uh, that's like a dirty word to agents, but everything's a system. Uh, Tyler, date night. We have a date night, my wife and I, uh, just like he and his wife do. I have a a, a kid movie, uh, family movie night every Saturday night. It's a system. It's repeatable. It's important. So we want to keep doing it. Um, Everything in life that is meaningful to you, you will make it systematic because you don't want to forget. Mm -hmm. And so I think understanding, like Tyler talks about the clean mirror, what are the important things that I need to do? And they're not going to be your business first. It should be your family. It should be your faith. It should be the things outside of that. Build your life first and then go back and fill in the rest of the stuff for Mm -hmm. your business. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really important moving, moving forward Mm -hmm. in this market. Yeah, it's really good. I, I had a, um, a guy come into my world, this was years ago, and, and in his first year in our program, he went from 104 transactions to 107 transactions. And I was like, I, I knew the backstory, but he went from 70 hours a week to 40 hours a week. He went from like hardly any date nights to I think like 32 date nights. That's he awesome. went from every evening and weekend to no evenings and weekends. And so, and he went on to get, get the 300 transactions, but like the ultimate win was only in that first year because everything else was a natural byproduct of just yeah, you're right. setting some boundaries, having some standards, you know, like we just treat ourselves like as real estate agents, there isn't any other like high level professional 
that you can get in touch with like 1030 yeah. on a Friday. Right. Like, yeah, let me right. text my agent real quick. And, yep. and the agent gets back to them. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, right. what yeah, are you insane. doing? You yeah, know, you're right. have any dignity at all, you know, yeah. like a, a, a right. surgeon. I mean, you have to almost put yourself in like, like the best attorney in your city is unreachable. You, you can't pick up the phone and call them. There's gatekeepers. There's, you know, so anyway, that's really good. So let's yeah, unpack yeah. Uh, this third uh, concept here. You guys talked about mindset versus skill set. Um, so tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, I'll jump in. So my personal testimony and how that became such a mantra in my life, playing professional baseball for a decade, I was exposed to people that had the greatest like literal physical skill sets in the world it was me in it craft. was me when he backed me up in high school certainly I'm was not freak. garrett if we, <laughs> if we all Watch stood it. up we would know but it wasn't <laughs> don't be hating uh, on my height man love you buddy <laughs> love you that's right um but so i'm you know you're competing against guys that have physical gifts that are just vastly superior than anything i could ever cultivate no matter how hard i work no matter how much i train i'm just never going to have the physical skill set that they do now that's not to say that i wasn't gifted with things i'm grateful for those that gave me the the opportunity to be in the same arena as them but the only way that i was going to consistently be able to compete with somebody that had a larger skill set than me was to have a better mindset right so if i can't do it physically i'm limited my ceiling is lower um, i have to find a way to move my ceiling from a mental standpoint so that i can be in the arena and combat against that that's something that i could train that's something that i could cultivate i played with so many guys in the minor league so quick snapshot of professional baseball there are hundreds of guys that are in professional baseball, but there's a fraction of a fraction of percent of professional baseball players that even play in the major leagues. So I'm playing on a team with 25 guys at every single level, and one or two guys are getting promoted to the next rung a year. So there's seven levels of minor league baseball before you even get to the major leagues. So you're talking about that intra-team competition constantly, which was, uh, that's a separate conversation in itself, how difficult that was to cultivate self, like watching selfishness, just consume people in what's supposed to be a team atmosphere. But that's a great conversation to dive in maybe at a later time. But so to, to go every single day, I'm competing against the same guy, these guys, how am I going to separate myself from them? Physic it's not going to be physically. So I have to be more consistent. I have to be able to combat their, their physical skill set by just beating them on the field with the way that I'm thinking, the way that I'm approaching my game. It's all about consistency. It was all about performing at the same level or at a, at a greater level for a longer period of time than they were. How did I, how did a guy like me, I'm a six foot two, like not big guy compete against a guy like Aaron judge or Bryce Harper or Mike Trout, these dudes who are built like refrigerators on the field and can move like a Volkswagen. Like the only way was because I had to go into that arena being more prepared. Garrett tells a great story about mindset going into a situation where when he would go into listing appointments, he would sit in his car and listen to what he knew a great listing appointment to be like so that he was in the right frame of mind. He didn't walk in there assuming he has a great skill set. He didn't walk into the arena thinking that I'm just going to knock this out of the park because I have the tangible skills to do that. And they're just going to like me. No, he 
always humble enough to recognize that I'm going to put myself in the right frame of mind to know exactly what success looks like and repeat that consistently at a high level before I even walk into the room. And then it just becomes being exactly who you are. Then you're being authentic. You're not pretending. You're not walking in trying to remember these lines that you thought you had. You're just you're just there and you have the confidence to be able to do it consistently at a high level. And so I saw tangibly so many guys who had amazing skill sets, greatest giftings in the world, never even play sniff the major leagues because they didn't think the right way. They didn't have the ability to identify what they were doing well or what they were doing poorly. They had no idea how to modify those things and get better and improve in the places that they need to. They didn't know what they did well. They didn't know how what they were they did, not knowing what they did well didn't allow them to master it because they were just trying to be who everybody else told them they're supposed to be. Not all of us are going to be Justin Verlander. Not all of us are going to be Mike Trout from a baseball perspective. Not all of us are going to be Lars or Garrett, right? Like we have to find those of us that are average Joes have to find ways to be more consistent to compete with guys like you and know who we are and what we do well and create that um, consistently. So go ahead, G. Sorry to take more of your time. It's good. Yeah. I mean, I think super quickly, I think absolutely. That's right. I think at the end of the day, mindset's going to beat skill set 99% of the time. Uh, what you think uh, and and what you believe and how you interact with people is so much more important than the skills that you have. And then I always challenge people when I'm teaching, okay, tell me who is the best agent in your market, right? I don't know. Like be honest, who is actually way better than the other agents? I don't know. When you get to the top, like everybody does the same stuff. So that's not how we separate ourselves. So stop trying to compete there. Mm -hmm. Go to the place that's between in your head and start learning, start having new thoughts, start getting uh, uh, trained up to approach people in the right way. All those things. I just think, you know, the, the mindset is the key for anything. Um, uh, anybody I meet, as I've met more and more amazing people like Lars and other people we've had on our show, they're my, every one of them has a great mindset. That's what's the differentiator. So stop mm -hmm. focusing all your time on skill set. Think about what you're thinking. And uh, I think that's really important. Yeah. The one thing I want to get your guys quick uh, take on it. Um, the one thing I know, and I've fallen a little bit into this here lately. Um, and surprisingly, I could not control the outcome of, you know, what happened politically in our country where I thought I could <laughs> by, by watching an incessant amount of news every day. So I went <laughs> 10 right. years with like, you know, achieving at a high level in, in, in multiple areas of my life and business and multiple businesses, and then just got sucked into the vortex. Whatever that vortex yeah. looks like for you, politics aside, it's not the point. Could be Netflix, it could be social media, it could be, you know, mm -hmm. all this stuff. Um, quickly comment on, I think that tendency to want to, for, for me to zone out, whether it's on Netflix or the mind numbing stuff that we do as a reward or we rationalize it or whatever, mm. uh, it's not going to leave you in a good place. I had to physically guys physically like two weeks ago, physically take the TV out of our bedroom. My wife never wanted it in there anyway. So, shame <laughs> on me. Um, but I haven't watched TV in two weeks. I haven't listened to a single piece of news. So I'm done with mm. it. It's over. Mm. I'm not ever going back into that world. There's a painful lesson, a lot of hours wasted. But what advice do you have for guys and girls that want to succeed at a high level in their marriage, as a parent, you know, with their physical body, you know, spend a little bit of time with their creator and crush it in business, tall orders across the board. Mm. What advice would you give them if they have some addictions to social media or Netflix or news or whatever. 
Yeah. I mean, I would say super quickly. So number one, the highest performers operate only in the space where they can influence. So if you're operating in spaces you can't influence, stop. Um, politics, all the things, news, all that good stuff. Number two, I would say absolutely from, from your perspective, if you're running into, you know, the addictions or, or, or those kinds of pieces, whatever it is, uh, get accountability, get help, right? Just if it's a friend, if it's your wife, if it's your husband, whatever, just say, Hey, I don't want to do this. Can you please help me not do this? Right. Don't try to, you don't always need to cut cold Turkey, maybe cut it back a little bit. Uh, but then number three, I think the clarity is what you put in is what you, what comes out. I mean, that's just the reality. If you don't like what's coming out, then pay attention to what's going in. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you have to have awareness to say, this is not what I want to put in. You know, uh, I have been trying to lose weight a bunch because I just love donuts and it's really hard for me. It's not because <laughs> I don't exercise. I exercise a ton. Why am I not losing weight? It's my mindset around it, right? Your mindset is going to dictate everything. And so if what comes out is not what you want, then pay attention to what's going in. Mm -hmm. I think that's super important. Yeah. That's all really good. I'd layer on that a little bit more to just say, does it matter to you? I mean, you know, those things like that is if it is it getting you closer to where you want to get to? We all have our vices, right? There, there's something that we are drawn to that we're apt to that we feel that dull spot. We need to get away. We justify it so simply. But the hard question, and it is, how did you get to that point? Like you don't, you don't just get obsessed with Netflix the first. Well, maybe Netflix, you get obsessed <laughs> with it the first time you watch it, actually. Yeah, but right. you know, like the this, how do I go from watching, you know, an episode, which is not a bad thing, right? Like it's okay to have, like, to scratch the itch and enjoy yourselves sometimes. Like that's that's fine. We're not saying that that's the worst thing in the world. But how did I get from binging three episodes a night or more? from just enjoying one every couple of days with my wife to the point where I had to have it in my bedroom. And then I physically took it out. Good for you, dude. Love that. Mm, that's a great yeah, that's testimony, amazing. like way to be faithful to your wife in that and and being accountable to yourself. Like what a great story to be. It's, it sounds simple, but drastic measures like that, when you identify something's getting you farther away from where you want to be or who you want to be for the people that are in your inner circle, that like that should be that's when like the rubber meets the road for most people. When I realize I'm doing something too much and it's taking me farther away from the person that I need to be for the people that I care about, whether it's your clients or your family, most importantly, or your or your creator. That's when somebody when it hits in between the eyes, they're like, all right, I'm done. I'm taking the TV out of my room, for example. Right. So it, to bring it full circle to what Garrett was talking about, having somebody that you can be accountable to, if it's not yourself then you got to let somebody in enough to, you know, to, to have that trust, you know, for me, it's my wife and honestly, Garrett, not to, but you know, that's, that's just the reality. Those are the two people closest to me that know where I need my checks and my balances. And they know everything about me, what I struggle with, what I wrestle with, and when I need to be held accountable to certain things for let somebody in to that degree where they can see who you are, be vulnerable enough with it. And honestly be accountable to yourself because if you're saying you want to be to come back again to this clean mirror and bring everything we've talked about, if you want to make this difference, you want to make an impact in your business, you want to make an impact in your family or in your community. And you say that, then be about it. And then don't be afraid to tell somebody or, or for somebody to tell you or to coach you how to practically get to that space. Awesome. So uh, to end it out here, what's the easiest or best way to enter your guys' world? I know what I, I want everyone uh, serving, not selling podcasts for sure. Everyone take a listen to that. Um, but any other uh, sort of path you want to send our listeners down? Yeah. I mean, they can check out businessbyrelationships.com. 
uh, and we help people execute a 36 touch. We coach them through the the title of the podcast, more leads, more leverage, more life. Uh, you know, we'd love to, or just, you know, email Garrett at businessbyrelationships.com or 804-878-2200. You can reach out. We want to help in any way we can. Awesome. All right, uh, guys, good work. Keep it. Uh, yeah. Keep just spreading the good word and helping agents. And uh, I just love your message. So anything I could do to help you guys, let me know. Thanks, brother. Thanks for you. Thanks for listening. Would you please take a minute to share the show with other agents who may be struggling? And if you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. And make sure you visit scaleordiebook.com to get a free copy of my book. It's a nuts and bolts guide to building a real estate business that gives you true time and money freedom so that you can live your life without regrets. Thanks again and see you on the next episode.